0: Hi,
1: this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to
0: TV Confidential. We're going to jump now to February 4, 1970. Kirk Douglas appeared on the Johnny Cash show, Johnny Cash's primetime show uh, on ABC in 1970. They are about to make a picture called A Gunfight.
2: Yeah, a Gunfight, um, a very interesting film that's not shown that often, um, where Kirk Douglas and Johnny Cash sat together. And it was released in 1971, and here is uh, a clip from the Johnny Cash show where, where Johnny Cash really allows the public in 1970, early, to realize that they're going to be doing the film together that summer. They hadn't even gotten on the set
3: yet and um, it was released uh, over a year later an interesting film oh. I think I, I, but i tell you johnny another thing i the next time i'm here if i if you invite me back to be on your show i don't want to just talk i hope while we're making this picture this summer i'll have a chance maybe to learn some of these songs yeah how about that folks uh little johnny cash doing a picture with kirk douglas mm-hmm. Still <laughs> I think it's going to be an out of thumb, but I'll be happy to teach you Saul. but I've got a, I got a lot to learn from you. After all, you've made uh, 50 pictures. Shh, uh, John, please. I mean, let's cut out a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> really, John, I don't think I'm going to have to teach you very much. I think that in between shots, what's going to be more important is i really am anxious i have a frustration i want to get down here to nashville tennessee i want to be on your show and i want to eat that pickle and ride a motorcycle and you know i want to know about i guess things happen that way and a boy named sue and the pull from prison blues and how about walk that line because you're mine i want to be a part of that no problem no problem the reason for country music success is simplistic you think and i can learn that? it yeah easy a crook could be more simple than bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Because you're mine. Because you're mine. I walk the line. I He's walk He's singing the line. country. Because you're mine. Because you're mine. I walk the line. Woo!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kirk Douglas singing country with uh, Johnny Cash on the February 4th, 1970 broadcast of the Johnny Cash Show on ABC Television, audio courtesy Phil Grace A., TVAudio.com. We just heard a little bit of, of Kirk Douglas singing country in this next clip. Well, it's, it's not Broadway, but it, it it's Kirk Douglas doing a musical. This was a special. Uh, this was a special that originally aired in May 1972. On NBC, tell us a little bit about this clip, Phil.
2: Yeah, this is kind of uh, very unusual uh, one-time-only special called uh, Special London Bridge Special. London Bridge was uh, somehow transacted so that it left the U.K. and it came to uh, the United States. And uh, they basically did a a one-hour kind of salute. And they had many, many guests on that show, many entertainers. Among them was Kirk Douglas. And there's this great segment where Tom Jones looks at Douglas and tells him why he feels he's so great and why the public feels he's so great. And that is because
0: Kirk has style. And they do a song called Style. And we'll hear a little bit of Tom Jones and Kirk Douglas singing the song Style right now.
3: Lousy cattle rustlers. You never know when they're going to sneak up on you. No, Kirk, that's not the way to do it. It's... <coughs> lousy cell buses. You never know when they're going to sneak up on you. I've got to ride out and face them. I mean, how would you do things like cross oh. the burning desert with six bullets in you? And then when your horse ran off the, the way you carried that 200 pound Wells Fargo box on your back, and all the time being attacked by Indians? I mean, how did you live through all that? I always chose scripts with a happy ending. I've always wanted to be like you. You know, like in the movies? The way you get on a horse? What class? Yeah. Class. i tell you what you were in one word. Unbeatable. Yeah. Nearly broke that guy's fist with my head. And one thing you have in all your pictures. Style. You either got... Or oh, you haven't got style. Well, you got it, and it
1: stands out of mile.
3: This vest ain't been bought off no rack, jump I can see there's no belt in the back, jump. You've either got or you haven't got flair. Here's the plot flair is
1: what keeps them staring. If you wear these duds plus some diamond studs,
3: watch the gowns lining up single file. You either got
0: Kirk Douglas and Tom Jones performing the song Style which is our friend uh, Phil Grace points out style is a trait that Kirk Douglas has always displayed as an actor this is from uh the special London Bread special which originally aired May 7th 1972 on NBC Television audio courtesy Phil Grace a com. and again you, you don't think of Kirk Douglas as a singer But as Douglas himself once said on more than one occasion, for a guy who can't sing, he sure sang a lot.
2: He was in tune. And if anyone ever gets a chance to listen to the whole version of Style, uh, it's similar to A Whale of a Tale. Those are my two favorite uh, beginning, middle, and end songs that I know of. And uh, he was great. I mean, Kirk Douglas really did have style. I'll give you a personal anecdote to uh, kind of um, uh, parallel that. In the spring of 2013, I was doing behind the scenes on a movie directed by Rob Reiner called And So It Goes. Uh, It starred Michael Douglas and Diane Keaton. There was a moment where uh, for about a half hour, they were doing a setup, and I was with my camera in a very small room with Rob Reiner and Michael Douglas. And they were uh, basically telling each other anecdotes about their childhood. And Rob Reiner said, you know, I'll never forgive my dad. Uh, his dad is Carl Reiner, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he he never came to visit me when uh, I was in camp. When I was in camp, my mom would come to visit, but for two years, he would never come, and I, and I really felt terrible about it. Michael Douglas, on the other hand, said, well, you know, when I was in camp, and I was around 11 or 12, um, my dad came to camp, and this—I gotta, got to preface this by 1958, 59, right after Kirk Douglas starred in The Vikings. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Douglas came to his camp, but he came in a ship, and he <laughs> uh, was at the mast, and uh, he embarrassed Michael tremendously. <laughs> and he was like saluting and waving, and, as the big movie star Vikings would have done, um, you know, kind of. Uh, promoting what he had just finished in terms of that movie. Uh, a, a tremendous uh, comparison, parallel, completely opposite in terms of a memory about their
0: father either coming to visit them at camp or not. Well, and, and that, in a way, that sets up our next clip, Phil, because uh, that was a very flamboyant way of, of showing up at uh, Michael's camp. But, very much. But apparently... Kirk Douglas growing up was very introverted, not very outgoing, very shy. A point that he talks about with Johnny Carson uh, in this clip that we're going to hear from Kirk Douglas's appearance on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, that originally aired May 21st, 1963.
1: I'll, I'll take a whack at it. Yeah. I want to ask you, you mentioned a while ago, or when you were talking about acting, and you said most actors have a facade. You mentioned being shy. Are you shy? Uh, now we we never met until tonight. I've been an admirer of yours for a long time, and, I, and and we don't know each other. But well, whenever I say to someone that I'm shy, they, they usually calls for a laugh. I sincerely believe that all actors have much more shyness in them, and I do think that that's one of the reasons that uh, that has been something that puts them into the field of becoming an actor, because you see, it's much easier. And I meant that when the governor made that remark about we only play one role. I think that's much more difficult. It's much easier to hide behind the character. I think this is why for myself to come out like this, Johnny, on your show uh, is much more difficult than if I were hiding behind the facade of a character. I so <coughs> were coming out here being Spartacus or the champion or whatever yeah. it is, is much easier. A much easier thing to do. That's why on the list of Adrian Messenger, all the stars had a ball. To play a part where you're completely concealed, you can hide. Is a lot of fun. I agree with you because I think a lot of people mistake in actors or performers, whether they're Certainly. in movies, television, or stage, sometimes a conceit or a kind of an outgoing attitude as conceit, where very often it's a cover-up for being a little uncomfortable and a little exactly. shy, so they hide behind doing the jokes. And they hide behind all of those things. I, I, I agree with you. I think that's wh- the reason why most uh, comedians, I know that Milton Berle is going to be on the show, I think most comedians, if you ask Milton, I'm sure he will agree, they love to play serious roles. You know, I don't know why he'd want to, because I, th- there's a wonderful movie that he's in, by the way. It's a mad, mad, mad world. We had Stanley Kramer yeah. on the other night. Oh, well, because I started with Stanley. I know he did, with Champion. About. He did Champion.
0: Kirk Douglas uh, talking about overcoming shyness and uh, why uh, performers, uh, comic performers such as Milton Berle are drawn to dramatic roles. So among the topics he talked about with Johnny Carson on the May 21st, 1963 edition of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, uh, which he also pr- promoted the list of Adrian Messenger, audio courtesy Phil Grice, a TV Audio.com. Douglas mentioned Milton Berle. Another comedian friend of his who was also a very good actor, a very good dramatic actor, was Don Rickles.
2: Yes, most people don't realize that Don Rickles did a number of TV dramatic roles and also motion picture uh, dramatic roles. And um, I have heard so often comedians, uh, monologists, or even uh, people who were Basically, um were known primarily for comedy. Basically, they had a flair for drama. It's, it's rare to see the antithesis where someone is primarily uh, into just drama and then all of a sudden is given the opportunity to do comedy. Occasionally, you do see this, like Cary Grant. But here you have a good example with Don Reckles, who really uh, excelled I think he was nominated for an Emmy on a Dick Powell um, television uh, show um, and, and, and Don Rickles um, you know he was just so outrageous when it would come to roasts uh, I know we have a good example of uh, a roast where um, Don Rickles is given a chance to uh, roast Kirk and then Kirk on another roast has a chance to uh, kind of do uh, some humor uh, about Don Rickles. I don't know of uh, too many actors who were able to be major in their prolific career as comedians who won Emmy or Oscars as
0: a dramatic actor. This next clip that, uh, as you alluded, uh, Phil, is from the Dean Martin Comedy Hour, February eighth, nineteen 1974, uh, the man of the hour for the celebrity roast segment of, of that program was Don Rickles and one, one of the roasters was Kirk Douglas. We'll hear Kirk Douglas commenting on Don Rickles right now.
3: One of Don's closest friends couldn't be with us tonight because he's up in Canada filming on location but he insisted on being a part of tonight's roast so ladies and gentlemen, direct from Montreal, there's one of Hollywood's foremost actors, Mr. Kirk Douglas. Thank you, Dean. I'm sorry to be up here in Montreal when you're roasting Rickles down there. That's always been my favorite dish. Roast weasel. I <laughs> well, I shouldn't have said that. After all, weasels have feelings too. <laughs> but actually, I owe a great deal to my good friend Don. You see... When an actor prepares for a character, he gets ideas from observing real people all around him. And Don Rickles has always been a real character. Now, in many pictures, I pattern my characterizations after him. For example, I'm doing a picture up here in Montreal right now that's based a little bit on Don. It's called Mousy. Now, if it was really based on Don completely, it would have been called The Rat. (laughs) I remember that in, in Spartacus. I played a gladiator who fought more than 300 men to death. That was based on Don. He can't get along with anybody either. Yeah, Don gave me the inspiration for the dual role of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know anybody more two-faced than Don? He also gave me my characterization for the trumpet player in Young Man with a Horn because he's another blowhard with a lot of lip. Now. Bad and the beautiful, though, it was 50-50. I used myself for the beautiful and him for the bad. (laughs) And champion, my prize fighter like Don did know when to quit. And finally, in my last picture, Scalawag, I played a peg-legged pirate who, like Don, doesn't have a leg to stand on, but he sure knows how to steal the money and run.
0: (laughs) Good luck, Don. Kirk Douglas, tug-in-cheek on how he patterned every character he played on film uh, after his good friend Don Rickles from the Dean Martin Comedy Hour, roasted Don Rickles, originally aired February 8th, 1974. A couple of quick notes, he mentioned the film Mousy, if I remember correctly, Mousy was a movie of the week that Douglas filmed uh, for television in 1974. He did, he, he did quite a few uh, movies for television uh, in the second half of his, of his career, one of which he did, I think, in 1985. It was a movie called Amos with Elizabeth Montgomery, where it, it was sort of a variation of "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest," and it it was it, it spoke to a what a subject that Douglas would become very active with in, in in the last couple of decades, which is elder care.
2: That is one of my all-time favorite Kirk Douglas movies, "Amos." I love that movie, and um, it's just so appropriate that he would be associated with that. Subject matter, uh, not knowing uh, what would be installed in, in, in his own life uh, down the road. Uh, and what's amazing is that he's lived with a stroke, a very debilitating stroke, uh, for 21 years. I mean, he was not even, he was just about 80, almost, when he uh, had that stroke in
0: 19... Um, 96.
2: Uh, 96. 90, yeah, 96, 96. 96 January. So, I mean... 20 plus years. I mean, that's incredible how he's continued to fight back, continued to be the philanthropist that he has been. Certainly, he was looking at subject content that had relevancy uh, that um, really needed to be expressed. Amos is a good
0: example. To hear the rest of this conversation, go to shop.tvconfidential.net with a paid Archive store at televisionconfidential.com. There you'll find more than 400 hours of interviews previously broadcast on TV Confidential, available as digital download. Shop.tvconfidential.net. Televisionconfidential.com.
4: An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need and with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991 866-490-3991 866-490-3991, 866-490-3991.
0: Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear,